I feel I feel a little ashamed. I feel a little. I feel like I'm I feel like I've done something dirty. I'm going down the dark path. <laughs> um, it turns out I'm not alone. But let's talk about it, shall we? Uh, I watched the Blizzard, BlizzCon, showcase on World of Warcraft. I know this isn't a World of Warcraft stream, but I'm saying this because I have a very large, large and long history in World of Warcraft specifically. Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I'm your host, Samor. I'm joined today by our returning Pathfinders. Everybody, welcome again, your Ashen Herald, Daedalus. What's up, everybody? Also, welcome back, everybody's favorite cult leader, Armored Cell. Let's go. <laughs> we've got we got some some things to share today some uh, uh good things and shameful things probably we'll, we'll pick up on that in just a little bit here uh but before we dig in, you know in the shame before we dig in i want to give a shout out to the home of this podcast over at asheshq.com the community curated website for all things ashes of creation also a shout out to all the imperial flames which are the supporters here on twitch and over on youtube thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week speaking of this week you want to do us a solid, go over to our pin post over on Twitter at Ashes Pathfinder. You can see all the podcast places and go leave us five stars. Leave us a review. Let us know what you think. And uh, if you leave comments there, we will read those live here on the podcast. Um, and I don't have any today, so we'll stay tuned on that. Gentlemen, uh, the Ashes of Creation 24-hour live stream is concluded uh, they started off their pregame last friday during our last podcast as a bit of news next week we will not be live but we are planning to go the following week so just to keep you all informed um next week i got something going on work related i gotta do um, but it's going to give us some time to basically evaluate some of the lore and stuff and come back with a podcast episode heavily uh, focused on some some discussion points around that, which we are going to talk about today because it did share some of that. Um, but gentlemen, while we get started, why don't you guys get, catch us up on your week and, and what's been new in your world? And, 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 you know, don't, don't hold back. Let's share everything. Shall we? I've got some things to share. I'm a little ashamed. Well, I, I'm going to control my shares. Cause I know you're going to yep. probably share something. I'm going to, I'm going to have to like, you know, admit but i'm gonna not go there right now i'm gonna be in denial for at least the first few minutes of the podcast but i will say um over the past couple weeks i've been doing a lot of like single player gaming and i 100 percented um spider-man 2 on ps5 that was pretty epic so if you're into the spider-man insomniac stuff highly recommended um and i know they've had some issues they've patched patched out been doing cyberpunk 2077 also got into the phantom liberty expansion part of the expansion uh part of the game and that is actually like just even a quest or two in it's it's really solid 
Um, so yeah, overall, gaming wise, that's kind of where I'm at. Obviously, you know, I attended and participated in the extra life stream that the the team did um, on the intrepid side, and honestly, just kind of had a really rough week at work. So <laughs> I'm glad to be with y'all this evening. He's muted. Yeah, we got we got a little bit more about that, but uh, what about you, Armitel? Um, so yeah. I, I I finally gave, got the courage to finally cook a wagyu nine marble brisket Ooh, this week this weekend. Go. Well, like yesterday and today, and uh -huh. it's gone very very well. I am very pleased with it. I, I'm a little bit of a hobbyist for smoking, so that's oh, what I've been doing. Nice. Um, after after podcast today, I've got a Gloomhaven day as well so i'm really? looking forward to that nice nice um yeah so that's what i've been really keen on um so do you think uh spider-man oh, Spider um cyberpunk's doing like a whole no man's sky thing where it's like continuing the updates after the fact like just mm. oh it's on davis oh sorry i didn't quite catch that the cyberpunk how it's got the new um update is that like are they doing like a no man's sky thing where it's like oh Super hell yeah i mean okay i'll here. be honest when it first came out i did not make it past act one like yeah, whatever the intro of it and i'm like oh f this noise right and then i went in and i have literally done every flipping thing up to because i you the, the only weird thing that i don't like is you can't finish the game um like or at least it doesn't make sense to finish the game totally to get to whatever that final act is without doing phantom liberty and like even like the main game you know it's it's just really engaging um and i'm not a person that plays first person because i just it just makes me like nauseous but this has not done that at all like at all not even a little bit I've like played it for a few hours at a time and it's fantastic. Uh, I, I would highly recommend it if you, and, and I don't use like, like any mods really uh, maybe like here, there's something graphical in the base game. It's, it's really solid. It's totally, and it's fun. So well, I, I would highly recommend it. If, if you have not picked it up, um, I got lucky and picked it up on the a bundle on sale. Um, but it it was I think honestly it's well worth it. I, yeah. I you know if you're into that genre, I'm honestly I'm I haven't even finished the damn game, but I'm like when's Cyberpunk two happening? Yeah, really? uh, it's yeah it, it's it's really good. Yeah. They they've definitely brought it. So mm, I've got some things. So number one, we haven't gotten the email yet, but. I just want to say shout out to, I know, Daedalus, Armored Cell, myself, Serena, uh, Arthas, uh, Nibiru, and I think that's, and myself, I think we're the, the main ones. Kind of did a little short notice. I don't know why I keep doing this, but yeah, just a shout out to everybody in the Ashes Pathfinder community that was able to contribute. Uh, as I said, I was going to match your all's contributions, just like I did last year. In typical format, I wait to like the last minute and to any of the people that may not have um, won the first spot for team, that's, you know, better luck next time. I, I say that in all, honestly, in all good hearted 
sentiment. Like it's just, you know, I, I, kind of something I do because it's kind of like, it's that last minute ninja move to drop a, drop a bunch. Um, but I dropped 3,985, 3,985 to match everybody else's donations. So we came at a total of $8,070 this year, which puts us somewhere over 20K, 24,000 total that we've contributed to Intrepid's initiative over the past four years or three years that we've done it total um, on three different years. So just much love to everybody. Shout out to all of you all who were able to contribute. Um, I, I wasn't really personally wasn't doing it to try to necessarily get the, you know, it's a nice incentive to try to get that nice thank you video from Steven and yeah, alpha two keys and all that stuff. But, um, according to, according to, um, the numbers, it's us. Um, I haven't gotten anything yet from Trumpet last year. It took them a little while to get stuff to me. Um, it's cause they got stuff going on with the end of the year and, um, <clears throat> development and, and whatever else. Plus, you know, Steven's got to do the video. So I haven't heard, I haven't heard from them. I did put in a, a request to Maggie to kind of get some feedback on when to expect it again, just so I know when I can share that with you all. Um, so just, you know, again, really great job that I think total between the entire ashes community. And again, shout out to every other, every other team too, that contributed. Um, because overall the ashes community, whether it was an individual donations on their developer or not developer, but their D and D 24 hour charity event live stream, or if it was on any of the other teams that contributed, we are all as a combined total in the Ashes community over 77,000 this year uh, that has gone to Extra Life. So it's been another killer freaking year. And it's going to a great cause to the Reddy's Children's Hospital in San Diego, California to, to, to help kids. Um, so, yeah. So just much love to all of you all, to Trevor Studios, to, to everybody who was able to contribute to, you know, just help the kids again this year. We, we, we kill it every year. And for a game that's still in development, um, for a developer team and studio that isn't even at the point of like having their game out yet. Um, I don't know. I think it says a lot about the majority of the community who are here that, you know, you know, are able to contribute. It so does, cheers to you this all. This definitely does help foster a good community and sense of like yeah. well-being too, right? Like yeah. it really, it really sets the, sets the standard of like what they want from the community. And like they, they got like, if you don't, if you set everyone to be like, what what we're doing now is like friendly to each other, peaceful, you know, and all that sort of thing. Like, yeah. you don't you don't want a rust community where it's all toxic and stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, I like little toxic, but like I also like little laid back, like friendly community, helping each other out, sort of thing. Yeah. So I really feel like this is setting the standard for like what they expect from the community, and I yeah. really think it's a good thing that they've been doing it so consistently. Yeah, and I mean, I think you know, don't get me wrong. I know that we we've we've all probably experienced some of the more negative side of the the the, the individuals that are in the Ashes community, but I feel like that's once again I got to say, you know, I've had my own run-ins with negativity. Other people have it. Plenty of people I know have as well. And it's you got to remember, it's a minority. It's a vocal minority that are loudest in specific places. It's not representative of the whole community. And I feel like events like this are a really good representation of that sentiment. So. You know, I totally agree with Armand Cell. Um, it's a really great way to foster community, and you know, it's a good vibe to see that. Um, outside of that, uh, congrats, Intrepid! Congrats, everybody else. Um, 
uh, talking about what's been going on. I want to talk a little bit about some of the lore elements. Again, we're going to talk about some of that today. We're going to talk a little bit about the last developer live stream, talking about some of the highlightable questions and, and developer points that are on the Ashes HQ October 31st developer update. Uh, shout out to Skylark once again, who contributed those uh, bullet point notes for us. Um, <clears throat> I've got a little bit of something. There, there was a moment this week. I want to catch up on my life here a little bit and share some things with you all about this. There was a moment where I almost messaged you all and I was like, oh, Daedalus, man, Armored, I'm, I feel, I feel a little ashamed. I feel a little, I feel like I'm, I feel like I've done something dirty. I'm going down the dark path. <laughs> um, it turns out I'm not alone, but let's talk about it, shall we? Uh, I watched the Blizzard, BlizzCon showcase on World of Warcraft. I know this isn't a World of Warcraft stream, but I'm saying this because I have a very large, large and long history in World of Warcraft specifically. I watched their outlook. They always talk a good talk, but I, I gotta say, they they I felt like they owned some things finally live, like actually owned it. They did it with a little bit more humor, but they actually finally, I think might be owning some stuff. Is it enough for me to play that game? Nah, I got to see it first. But that new cinematic and a lot of the things they said during the their um, their BlizzCon event, it 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 was really hard for me as a former WoW player to not go. Oh, kind of felt like I wanted to play, but then I was like, no sim, and I was gonna message. Daedalus and Armored Cell here and, and, and say, I need a little bit of your strength right now, gentlemen. I need a little bit of reassurance that I shouldn't do this because <laughs> it's not till 2024 till the next uh, next one come in, comes out. Sounds good. I mean, between their the talent update that they talked about making changes to and quality of life features and a lot of things that actually community have been complaining about for a long time. They've addressed those. They addressed them live and they said they said something specifically when we want to we hear you and we want to respect your time. And I was like, I got to see it. But if you can follow through on this, you might be in an redemption arc. But we still have to see. And I was going to lean on you guys. And now I almost feel like maybe it was a good thing that I didn't because I don't know. What were you, what would well, you say? Well, let, let's not overplay this here, bud. <laughs> so I'll be honest. I was on YouTube, you know, and yes. I saw the uh, World of Warcraft expansion cinematic. I'm like, oh, shit, there it is. And I looked at it, I'm like, hmm, is that Anduin? Sure. Right. So I watched that and I felt like I was back, like oh. I was back years ago when like wow was like you know my thing and i'm like and i i have not i mean i will say i did draw the line at actually watching the what's next stuff and like all the actual content on what they're doing yeah. but that's cinematic though it just it gave me pangs and now now that you've like talked a little bit about it I, I kind of want to see that just to see what's out there. Yeah. I mean, at this point, like if it's 2024 and ashes. ashes is out, if Day Day has to choose between Ashes and World of Warcraft, 
I'm sorry, Blizzard is gonna get you know kicked to the curb. But fascist. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, that cinematic was just absolute gold, and that they do always nail the cinematics. I mean, I've never really seen a cinematic that they've done that's bad, and that just made me want to play. Man, it did. It totally did. And so, yeah. like, in in the interest of full disclosure, I'm gonna say yeah, I got a little down and dirty with that too. So. I know. I watched it. I was like, ah, shit. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of memes and a lot of a lot of things about the World of Warcraft, including um, I'll just post this to you guys and now little. I'm not sure if you've seen this video. The Paladin Maze up in season of Discovery, and he's, he gets up and he's slowly getting better and better with this. That's almost like, oh no. So if I saw that, like Sims, Sims, Sims gonna fall. I can I can feel it. Um. Sims, Sims, Sims faltering. As soon as I saw that, I was like, oh no. Um, oh, sorry. Um, uh, they have the Templar. Yeah, see, I, I'm like, I, I, I went to look for the cinematic again, and I'm like starting to see it's like, I start reading some of this, I'm like, now I want to know more. So... Again, right at the end of the day, I mean, Arthas is calling us out here. Like, yes, Ashes, Ashes is definitely gonna win in a in a you know war for man versus WoW. But damn, that ex- that uh that cinematic though. Brown Rice, don't you don't do me like that, bro. Don't do me. <laughs> not gonna give in. Well, maybe not now specifically because it's not out per se, mm. but. I think um, this might be like an influence from Ashes, to be honest. Like Ashes is sort of like everyone's sit like I think the bigger part of saying like there's so much backing behind behind Ashes, right? And like, okay, what's making that so good? What what what's what what are what are people getting appealed to? What what what's appealing to them in this thing? It's like variety. It's it's the like the compelling nature of the gameplay. Like it's it's the direction that they're going, and they're like, okay, what can we copy? It, yeah, it, exactly. It feels like, like the, the whole fact that the Templar that add like the, I saw all the different classes are going to add. I'm like, this feels very like branchy, and I, I like I like it. Like I like the look of it, but like it, it, it seems familiar. Like I'm just like, I mean, go ahead. Like, I, like if it makes your game better, go for it. Yeah, yeah, man, dude. It's tough because <laughs> it's tough because like. I know that I would not choose World of Warcraft to play over Ashes, but I do really want I want them to be I want them to be successful. Like I would really like them to turn it around in terms of community and for them to thrive again because it's a great it's like overall a great fantasy world to go play games in and to enjoy. And I want I want them to actually like succeed and like you know, have the community thriving and being listened to again, because ultimately the community not being listened to was like a big part of it. It's pretty much the big problem, right? Because we're not listened to it in regard to like development and all that stuff. Um, but but anyway, um, so it is sort of the long and short of it. I'm, I'm pretty happy to hear that they, you know, that they're planning or saying that they're planning to make those changes. I think that they'll actually make a... Uh, big difference to the game it would be a nice redemption arc for for blizzard um but yeah time will tell um outside of that 
Can we talk about the developer D and D session during their twenty four hour event? Whereas, <laughs> yeah, I did. I didn't get to watch it all. I need to go, and we didn't have anybody that made notes on this. I didn't see any out there yet that we could refer to. Um, I need to, I need to like potentially go and look at it myself and see if I can make some notes, more specific notes outside of what we're going to talk about today. And since we're going to be two weeks out from now, that'll be good. That'll be like enough time to sit down and look at it in between everything else I got going on. And, uh, yeah, and, and sort of work out the, the kink, so to speak. But um, with that being said, I think Armored Cell was able to catch some of the details on some of the lore aspect. It was towards the end of their D&D campaign, I think, majority of it. I didn't get to catch that. A lot of the good stuff is always at the end. Always at the end. Because they always try to round up on a high, right? So like, I, I was trying to skim through, like trying to find the key points and like any lore bits. It's always when Stephen has like a big monologue, right? So that's where you got to go. And lucky for me, I managed to find enough song the monologue. So that's what I found. And so what was his name again? The protect? No, the uh, preserver. 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 The he's like entity from the void. He sounds like a bad, but well, not bad guy. He sounds like a misunderstood individual. <laughs> um, but he had some like void powers. He 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 was like he talked a little bit about the void and how it turns you into a husk of what you once were. It's almost like the void like strips you of your your being as such and leaves you as like a like a shell of what you once were. But like. When when he was actually slain at the end, like it sounded like all his souls that were trapped in the like the torture area that he was in also sympathized with him when he when he died. And like what sort of it wouldn't it be called like the torture or something, not the preserver? Like it's 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 really like counterintuitive to have like it's 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 like a misdirection. I don't understand why the enemy is called the preserver, right? Like to preserve is like to protect. It feels really weird. It would seem that way, wouldn't it? Well, I, I think, I mean, I think there is like a little bit of a, like they're they're showing like both sides of the coin. And I feel like they're preserver because they, at one point, like Maggie had a magic item. Her character had a magic item that could actually have like true, true sight. sight and yep. see behind the preserver who's actually like started out as a force of good and was corrupted. So I kind of see what they did there. I actually like that. And honestly, the void is becoming more and more interesting to me in terms of how that plays into the lore. And I'm like, fingers crossed. I hope in a two, we get some sampling of this, like a, a preserver encounter. Cause yeah. that just looked like, you know, you know, pretty was, epic yeah. in terms of uh in terms of the engagement and and i just honestly i i think steven every year he just impresses me like they joke about him and goes i just tell stories right but the way he does it i don't know how he does it but somebody will say hey i'm gonna do this and he's like got a friggin' like you know paragraph or two of things that he's explaining 
And he just does that. I don't know how he does that. And he's a writer on that book. Yeah, I mean, I don't like, I get to see him on his phone all the time. I'm like, are you writing all this crap ahead of time? Because it's like, it was just so engaging for me. As always, that's the most engaging part of it. And has he like went through this like story and like the details behind the void and the preserver and the betrayal that they had, which again, Ooh. that plot twist was really cool too. Yeah. They just, yeah, I, I, I do need to go back and rewatch the stream and, and totally just get into like laying out the bullet points. Cause I feel like there's, there's some, I don't think there was a ton, but there's definitely some richness there. Yeah. Like he also had some like um, runic tattoos or something on him as well. Like that when he was using the when uh, Maggie was using the eyes of true sight or the glass of true sight, mm-hmm. she he said you see past the the corrupted being, you see past the the runic tattoos, and I was like runic tattoos. Do you remember they said like um, some of the rewards yeah, ta- from the tattoo system? Are, yes, a tattoo system. So they might same thing like some some D and D or Pathfinder. Like I'm pretty sure there's like a, a um you can get like yeah there is a feat in D and D called draconic runes or something we can have like mm-hmm. you can get certain powers based on what sort of runes you have on your body so I'm feeling that could be like similar sort of thing where different tattoos could give you a different buff debuff spell you know what I'm saying um mm-hmm. so the fact that they've finally brought into more different tattoos like. I, I really like that. I, I still like that mechanic so much where you, you can get like unlocked on your character's visualization, like scars and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like he had started using like some void powers, which is like you think void is like nothing, right? But void is actually something in itself. Void is the nullification or the destruction of something, which is like. It's like anti-magic almost. It's it's because mm-hmm. it's like it's, it's taking it away, right? Essence, mm-hmm. if essence is magic, the 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 absence of it is anti-magic. Yeah. So I want to like take that point right there and think about our, our remember our old conversation about the void place that like mm-hmm. the 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 bad gods got sent. And they said mm-hmm. it's a place basically in terms of alignment from you know, closeness to magic or to the essence. Yeah. Like this is apparently like furthest from mm-hmm. like it's it's the place that but there there seem to be beings there. So it kind of makes you wonder, like if you think about that anti-essence sort of thing, it does make you wonder, right? Like what is void magic or anti-magic gonna like look like? Um in in the in terms of like the creatures, because remember those those creatures that have to do with uh uh, to the certain cults, remember the void cult that we talked about previously, where yeah. they had the dance and stuff, and like from from the dance, like there were these like the essence was sort of like almost sapped, and these critters, these void creatures mm-hmm. would sort of spawn. So like, yeah, I don't know if you have any like further thoughts around that, but I felt like that tie is well, interesting. There is mm-hmm. one pet that you can get. It's the um the that abyssal cat, whatever it's called, like the uh, the shadow cat sort of thing that kind of came from the void. If you remember from the mm-hmm. lore perspective on that pet. So we've already known it was the there is things that come from the void, but we're starting to get more things like there could be a whole civilization over there. It could be like a real back alley sort of like they have to like almost cannibalize each other to survive because there's so little of what's left of the essence there, keeping them alive. Maybe the runes there are to sort of sustain themselves. 
maybe like they have to use their own life force to well essence is life force but like you know what i mean like they have to like use whatever means to stay alive there like it's a real it's almost like the phantom zone from like dc universe like it's it's like mm-hmm. a, that yeah. that's what i feel like oh i see you guys a message on there for for post show we'll chat about yeah. chat about all of it um I don't know, man. Like when it when it, we think about like the void, I don't know. I'm kind of wondering, like, in the future, like existence of uh, ashes of creation, in a hypothetical sense of like going to this like void realm or in, interacting with void creatures. I'm curious how that's going to actually interact with the magic system that they have outlined for the game in terms of like magic skills and abilities. I think there's like it feels like that there would be a opportunity for interesting sort of like magic and theory crafting in the game, you know, interesting like sort of encounters in terms of like raids, bosses, creatures. So I'm hoping that they'll capitalize on that potential opportunity. If this does indeed work the way that it seems like it will work. Um, but anyway, do you guys have any other thoughts about the the lore component? Because I think we're definitely going to like piggyback off that a little bit more on the twenty seventh. I believe it's the twenty seventh episode that we're going to be that we're going to be doing it. Because next, mm-hmm. no, no, twenty fourth, twenty fourth. I'm sorry, twenty fourth. Twenty fourth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, think... I don't have anything else really. I just like I do feel like I do need to rewatch and get like the lore bits a little bit more and just kind of see the story because I got a good portion of it on Saturday and then. When they were really kind of getting into it, honestly, just tired. So I didn't, I wasn't able to like power through like the whole yeah. twenty four hours. But when I did catch it, I did catch the preserver stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did. Uh, but definitely want to go back and re- revisit that because yeah. it seemed like they had the fact that they were in Vera. Like the minute they announced that, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be so good. I can't wait. And it was definitely like I, I liked it. And they got right into the action, so it was it was it was good stuff. And the fact that they fought Tumak was even was even cooler. I I did enjoy that. Yeah, it was pretty. Yeah, cool. I do I do have to go back and have a look at it because I I'm pretty sure like as as you can see behind um, Davis now you can see like Maggie's might be a bard, and I, I'm pretty sure I've heard one of the people like saying he's summoning creatures all the time. So I was like maybe there's a summon there. So I have to actually see what sort of characters they were because like that like, obviously it's not canon canon but still it's just a bit of inflation of the direction i want to go so that's what i want to try and dig into but the last thing that i want to talk about is the um the preserver when he vanished or died or whatever he got sucked back into his own forehead because that's where the the void crystal power was like enveloped in him and he sort of like twisted and contorted like sort of bolted back into himself back into the void so i'm not sure if like it's like a temporary sort of they can't stay in this round for long they're like projecting themselves almost so like any gaps and like same way like um when they're communicating it's like there's certain people communicating with the agents through like other means like because they're so far away or so like so distant that they need certain means to do so maybe there's like when the small cracks they can get like smaller bills through like the cat like the preserver but not the gods because they are too large or maybe too big of a entity to fit through so that's where i'm sort of going with that so it'll be interesting to see where they go with that but i'm will be looking because it's a 24-hour live stream so it's hard to 
dig through the entire lot. As you said, there's no transcript or anything, so we are going to have to go through that. <laughs> I've had a busy week this week, so I've only just had to I know. get through it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I mean, I think the one thing that I, I do, you know, about the whole, like, you know, the death or, like, the preserver getting sucked into the void actually made me think about our conversation around like respawn and so on mm. and how we were like okay we don't want it to be like okay it's like clockwork things are kind of happening i do i'm like it's making me think i'm like let's have a real lore reason for some of these like world bosses raid bosses to come back right they're not like Mm -hmm. they're not always gonna be okay we killed them they're dead now and then oh bt dubs are back so i like the idea that something like this preserver got banished to the void because it almost felt like they didn't die they just got like banished yeah. and then somehow something can happen event wise and bring them back and saying okay well they're they're coming back now and they're and again with the fact that they're looking at dynamic like raids and maybe potentially like different mechanics and so on that kind of gives like a good lore background to respawning of bosses. So I hope that they, that isn't just like something for the D and D campaign. They're kind of like looking at that um, for a lot of the encounters is like finding a way. Maybe it's like we trap a particular Ray boss and then they find a way to escape again. Right. Or there's some event that happens that releases them. I think that'll be good. And that would give, uh, a good like a good way within the confines of the world that isn't immersion breaking for them to return yeah yeah i feel like that's always a tricky thing to do too isn't it like to kind of how you'll explain like why certain creatures continue to exist you know in the world when like they're supposed to be like defeated based on like your your gameplay experience and whether it's like i think specifically story related I think that's like where it always come becomes interesting. Like, is you know, for example, you go and you complete um, taking out certain certain raid area or bosses in the world and whatnot, and for whatever reason, it doesn't actually count because it's like they're still there and you can go revisit it. Yeah, it's a good way no, to make that make sense. The only way I can work out why things respawn in the world, like animals and whatnot, is like. You know, in Avatar, like not not Avatar Last but Airman, but Avatar the, the blue dudes, right? How that mm -hmm. there's the tree and it talks to everyone else like it's a living being sort of thing. It's like the the planet itself is alive. Maybe the planet itself is reinvesting essence into these creatures to keep the ecosystem alive because it's keeping them up. Like it's a a give take relationship where the animals protect the land and it like you know what I mean like the land um, provides for the animals. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if like the land of there is actually a sentient being itself. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Like the the like the world of era. Yeah, yeah, because like the 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 god of creation, right? Like, what if the god like because we yeah, at one point you did say like you think that might be the tree, right? What if the goddess of the goddess of creation went back into era and it comes back out the tree? Because like there's the whole root thing and like maybe it's like incubating inside Vera at the moment. Like it's a cool idea. I I kind of like low key don't want it to be the way they go, even though even though it's a cool idea because I see World of Warcraft has kind of gone that way where 
Azeroth is basically like a Titan, I think is what it's supposed to be. I think that's kind of like what everybody's believing it to be is like the world, like the, the world soul is like actually a, like it's a being. So I think it's a really cool idea. Um, I, I wouldn't really have, and it's not like we haven't seen that before. I mean, Star Trek, you saw a lot of like worlds you went to where like the world was actually like a, uh, like a spirit or a being or something. Um, so that's like really cool. So I think it just kind of depends on the way that you, you go about doing it. If you do it that way um, to where it's not like, not like too much like something we've seen or those guys sound like fun twist and what something is different. You know, I think World of Warcraft, Azeroth being like the world's soul being a, potentially a Titan or something is like pretty interesting. Um, you know, and like some of these other things where we've seen like a world is, um, what is it like Avatar, for example, like the world, uh, Awa or whatever is like the spirit yeah. of the world and like the mm -hmm. people on that planet can, they can basically interact with the souls of their loved mm -hmm. ones or the spirit that their God, the world, the mother, uh, their mother, as they say, um, through like the the trees and stuff. So like, it's pretty cool, very interesting way to go about it. So if they do that, I think if they could find their own way to go about it, that'd be pretty cool. Mm. Um, let's see here. I guess we got to get on some of these Q&A stuff too, or some of the, the discussion points around caravans that we didn't talk about yet. Um, there was, there were some Q&A bits towards the bottom I thought were really good, the just general Q&A bits and one that I actually was pretty happy to see. I don't know how much of the caravan stuff we want to really hit on because uh, there's there's bullet points on there about um, can you purchase insurance for your caravans? No. Like that would be like, that would be like undermining the, the caravan system in general. Yeah. So like, I'm glad the answer was like, I mean, no. it depends. I mean, I wouldn't say it would totally, but I think mm. it potentially could like mitigate. I mean, it, I think they could balance that. So it's not like an, I win button that people yes. will just YOLO their caravan, but I agree. It, it, it probably isn't worth doing. Like, yeah, like I like yeah. the idea that that you can organize a guild to like be your protection, yes. or like maybe you contract. That, that I think I, I I do like if I had to choose, I like that better. Yeah, like tie it back to the players, right? Like tie it back yeah, to the like, player agency. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wouldn't mind seeing like fake cargo, so that way you can like do dummy runs. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, like, or you just get the cheapest stuff imaginable, and then like have like. <laughs> Do it like, uh, what was it, that um, Italian job? You just have a bunch of caravans going different directions. You don't know yeah, which one's the funny. real one. I like that. Because I, I vaguely remember from the caravan thing, they're saying like, they do want to see, of work on like, just by looking at the caravan, you can sort of see like what sort of packages they've got, like large ones, small ones, medium, like depending on like all effects, what it looks like. So that's what I'm saying, like maybe, like they could be have large crates, but you can tell a large empty craters and large big craters. So it's but only when you close up. Like, because we've we've talked about dummy runs before, where it's just like there's a few that go like one one will be at the front, one will be at mm -hmm. the back, and one will be in the middle. But you don't know which one's got the real loot. Yeah, that's a pretty cool idea though. I just like the idea of if you're gonna do something with a caravan that's gonna provide some level of insurance, like tie it back into like. If there's bounties and if there's like ways you can use taverns to like do contracts and like, you know, things that revolve around community oriented initiatives, like, like hire, like, you know, people from like your metropolis, like a guild to help mm -hmm. provide protection or 
something like that. I like that in general. Um, we, we already know about the wreckage of caravan. So that question was kind of like a redundancy for me. Um, could you upgrade roads to help with the speed of caravans? And we kind of know that already too. And they already showed yeah. that with the, the, the road buff. Um, we kind of talked last yeah. week about bridges and how in that showcase, mm -hmm. there really wasn't like any additional buff and speed there. So the caravan slowed down as it crossed the bridge. And we kind of talked about some of our ideas around like what would make that an interesting uh, play on not whether you do or you do not like upgrade bridges within your uh, zone of influence or something. Um, so there's that. Um, the speed vary on the weight of items and, and piggybacking off that. If you're curious about our conversation from last week, check out that podcast uh, on the road. Uh, that would be the episode uh, 241. Um, let's see. Augmenting. This was an interesting one. How big is the radius of, an, of the announcement of the event of the caravan? The event notification proximity radius can be augmented either through players' advancement for the highwayman system or the components of the caravan. Thoughts on that one? That's interesting. The highwayman system or from the components on the caravan. Interesting. Yeah, it's like I feel like this is like the um like land version of the Mariner system in a way that they were talking about. Uh, so again, I'm, I'll go back to my comment from the last podcast is that I do hope that this isn't, I, I'm not going to say scope creep because I think that's like, that's too much of a cry wolf type of situation, but mm -hmm. I will say it is like, I, there's a lot of layers we don't know about and maybe that's why it seems like a little new to us there may they may have been like you know working all this behind the scenes and just haven't chosen to reveal it until now yeah. um and, and but it does feel like there's just there's so much here it's like okay like if i want to get better doing caravans like how do i is there a whole like there must be a whole skill tree for us to you know uh become a like a better highwayman mm -hmm. and it could be like on and I guess when I think of a highwayman, I, I think of somebody trying to like jack my stuff, right? I don't necessarily think a bit about like me being the like the person that's driving the caravan, but it's interesting that it might be a little bit of both potentially. Um, that you could be a better like defender or a better attacker, depending on you know what skills you choose in that highwayman um in the highwayman system. So I did I did like the idea. I'm just still like cautiously optimistic about all these different layers of systems and will they all really synergize and work together or is it just a bunch of like things kind of tacked on? So it's all almost like looks sounds good on paper. Let's test that out, which I believe they um they said that this will be a present in Alpha 2. So can't wait. Yeah. It's, every time we see some sort of uh, system that adds so many mechanics that we're not like, oh, whoa, like this, like it feels like scope creep, but because it's still in line with what they're saying they wanted to do, it's like, it's, it's almost dumbfounding for us how much they're willing to put into certain aspects of the game. And that's why we always were shocked and surprised, but thrilled, but cautious, as you said, because it's like, it seems like a lot. Like, like compared to what we've we've had any other game, 
feels like a lot. Like with the mm-hmm. the uh, animal husbandry system, with the um, with the plant system, with the like a lot of people still like saying the class system is too much. Like from from other commu- communities, right? They say like there's no way they're going to do it. But mm-hmm. so far they they're still still committed on it. That's part of their whole 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 thing. I'm just like everyone. That's why we're like I think all the other MMOs that we've had previously is sort of like under underperformed, and we're so used to that standard that every time we see something like this, where it's just like, okay, you can now this instead of just being a standard caravan, you can upgrade every single part. You can add different abilities to it. You can you can drive it yourself, not on a static road. It's just like that seems a lot. Like that seems like a lot for an MMO, mm-hmm. especially a large MMO where you're saying like you can do like five hundred versus five hundred combat. So that's why, like, we always think, "Oh God, this is scope creep." But like, it, it's still, it gets me excited. But once again, as you said, it gets me cautious because, like, I'm hoping they can get it done. Like, if they get it done, it's got, this is going to be phenomenal. Because like, you can just dive straight into be a highwayman, and you don't have to do any other crafting or anything else. You can just be a straight up Hector or uh, robber of the highway. Like, it's exciting. Like you can role play whatever you want. Yeah, it's, yeah. It feels like it, it's starting to more and more feel like a Pathfinder or D and D campaign where you can be. If you don't want to be a crafter or a uh, a, a crafter or a, like a mayor or anything else, you just want to jack people's shit and fucking just leg it to the next town. Which you also have to sell at the black market, so you have to take it to a city that's got a black market because of stolen goods at that point. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's I think that the the highwayman uh, is sort of the highwayman. Like, I don't know if they're even going to call that for. They say they say system, right? So I'm kind of wondering mm-hmm. if that's going to actually be like a uh, counter side to the caravan seasons they talked about. If you remember, they talked about caravan seasons. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty interesting. I am I'm quite curious. I don't recall that. Is that like a is that like a leaderboard sort of thing? Yeah, or? it is. It's a leaderboard thing for the caravans. Yeah, basically that's and they're going to do leader leaderboards for a variety of different things. Um, and they talked about that being one of them for a while there. And I don't remember exactly what the rewards were, but it's basically built on success um, in some capacity to defending and or attacking caravans. I don't know exactly how they're going to plan to outline that. If it's going to be like some contribution point or success point system, like based on your performance in each of these like initiatives, whether you defend and or attack and then like cumulatively, like, is it going to just rank people across the board and then the higher rank people get certain, um, you know, like perks or items or whatever it is. Like we haven't really elaborated on that a whole lot, but that's something I found that was pretty interesting because when you talked about like someone could just basically run around being a highwayman, I immediately thought someone could be like their whole thing could just be like, I'm going to rank up in the caravan system this season. Yep. Right. Yeah. Like the whole, even if you don't get any items or like cosmetics or perks or anything from the leaderboard system, you are still getting something from the leaderboard system. And do you know what that is? Reputation. Yes. Mm-hmm. You'll be known as the number one highwayman of be be protector or attacker and they're like we want this person to defend us because we know he is the best 
and you can charge more money for it. This is what the leader system does, right? So if there's leader systems for like uh, for guilds, if there's leader systems for cra even crafting, maybe it's like maybe there could be a leaderboard of like this person's got crafted so many items or this person's uh, crafted so many high quality items and you get like a like you maybe get like golden gloves or like, you know what I mean? Like something to, you don't, even if you don't get any cosmetic, you still have that sort of like title as we've talked about titles being more important because it's it says i am the best of this thing or i've done this thing similar to what you did with um eso when you became like the the lord or the um oh, the, the emperor emperor that's right yeah. like it's like that that's a big deal right yeah like it's it's, it's like an achievement thing i also yeah. hope that if you do become a top of the leaderboard, it could also say like you're the top of the leaderboard in season one or season two. Yeah, it seems like it'll be seasonal. Because can you imagine if you like if you're the best home in three three seasons in a row, they'll be like, this guy's consistent. Mm. It's not just like a once-off fluke. Like if you continue doing this thing and continue being good at the leaderboard, like the reputation, like reputation is gonna be a big thing in this game. Yeah, I would like to see like I'm I'm a big fan of like having titles. You know, I know like depending mm. on yeah, depending on like what you're doing, like there's some titles obviously more sought after than others. I don't want it to be some homogenous bullshit that like Blizzard did in the past mm. um where like, you know, it kind of cheapens the achievement. Yeah. I want them to stay like the course on that. Yeah. But I am starting to like think when you know, the Mariner system, the high women system, like just imagine as you like rank up in that system, maybe get more deep in a certain parts of the tree, then that unlocks some titles. Like, so you might know if somebody is, a, I guess, a highwayman, but that's leaning towards a more defense, like mm -hmm. caravan defense versus caravan attack. And then on the C, it's like you could. I I just keep thinking. I'm like, wouldn't it be cool if you were like the the attacker that it's more of like a pirate and you get like different yes. like pirate names like Scallywag and blah 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 and like all these different things to be able to do that. And I think that would be really cool. And and I like the idea, which I, I'm hoping that as you rank up and you do achieve those higher tiers, that it's not just necessarily a title i think cosmetics would be cool thematic cosmetics yep. would be cool so i would love to see mm -hmm. not only things for your person mm -hmm. but also things for your caravan or your ship yeah caravan right um just to have like i mean just imagine just be sailing on the sea doing your thing as a caravan and all of a sudden in the distance you see another ship coming at you and they got a big old black flag with a skull and crossbones coming after you. Then you're like, oh boy, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I do agree. Like I do like the idea of cosmetics being part of it. I was, I was just saying, like, even if there wasn't in it, even if there was no cosmetics, it's the, the mere fact that there's reputation involved. Like the fact that yeah, it's gonna like, have an incentive. Yeah. If people respect the title, that one makes it powerful, right? If if you if you see everyone with the goddamn title of Protector of the land, it means uh, shit. No, it means Savior of Azeroth. Save, yeah, I was like, you literally Fucking like took the words right out of right? my mouth. 
God, Damn, dude. how many saviors do we have on this server? <laughs> Yo! <laughs> Me, all yeah. of us. Like, geez. How many chosen ones have we got? Everyone stands up. Oh, oh god damn it. Yeah. But like, after most cosmetics, it's like, it would, it would feel like, as you said, like, you know, um, Pirates of the Caribbean, the Black Pearl? Mm-hmm. If, if that was cosmetic for the thing, and if, if you're sailing and you see the Black Pearl, you know you have to run because he is a fearsome person. And you need to just leg it. Same thing if you're a defender, right? If you have like maybe it's, it's uh, all regal design, like red, red and gold, like trim, and like really, really up there. And you're like, oh, this guy's important. Like this is this is a caravan that we shouldn't be messing with because he is the top of the leaderboard. And if we try, we're gonna fail. Yeah, Alfina had a good point to remember that name. It's a good point. Yeah. Jeez. Ah, I miss, I do miss like felling in games like Arcade Even some of these other yeah, games. That was so fun. I remember yeah. when we all like got on a boat, Kevin, we were fishing and oh, stuff. Dude. And, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. That was good. Oh, oh man. Well, I, I, I miss played, that. The last sailing game I played was with Alpine. And that, that mechanic, the, the whole wind system, that was pretty fun. Yeah, I, I can't. They, I thought they did something relatively recently with sailing as well. I'd have to check, but I honestly, I do. Every now and then, I do get an itch to play Valheim again. Mm. So yeah, I'll, I'll have to do because it's it's darn near in release status for if I'm not mistaken, right? So it's getting getting pretty close. What was Wild Cards uh, sailing game? I forget what's it called. Names escaping me Which right one? now. Uh, Wildcard, it's like the Arc Devs. There, what's it called? Oh my God, someone oh. killing me right now. You also had Sea of Thieves or whatever, which were pretty. Oh, Sea of Thieves, yeah. Yeah. Atlas, you mean? That's it, Atlas. Thank you very much. Yeah. Atlas, it was, it was taking a shot, but it, was, it felt too much like Arc, though, in terms of Arc, Arc Ascended came out not too long ago, too. I jumped on there. It's the new E5. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Play similarly. I mean, the build, building like textures and all that are just like really nice. It's a shame Nitrato got their scummy hands on contributing to its development so that they could sort of monopolize servers and charge an outrageous price for things. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah when you were talking about the um, art sailing game, like the pirate one. Was, so, yeah. funny fact about that when you use the controller, you could actually scroll down and you could get into the arc menu. Like it was really... like a, yeah, it was like a big mess. Like when you first, when you first, the whole server starting, like oh everyone God, was spawning dude. in the ocean and just dying to cold and water, and there was just like, well, so much lag issues. I'm pretty sure it failed pretty hard. But, but the fun fact, someone you can't do it on the keyboard, but if you had a controller, you could scroll down from the new game menu to the arc menu. It was literally just like no. a modern version of oh arc God. to be a set, like a pirate thing. Dude. <laughs> it's crazy. Isn't it crazy how many things that like we've all like some of some of us have been in, in this like I mean little little tight knit community bars for a while. It's it's crazy how many things have come and gone. Like here, think Ooh. about this. Fortnite has now been out since like what 2015, 16, something like that. Yeah. How many years that game's now been out and Ashes has been in development? Yeah. Crazy, dude. Kind of blows my mind what's, how long it's been already. What's funnier is the free mode 
was more popular than the paid mode of Fortnite, which was meant to be like the horde system, right? Yeah, it's yeah. just like a horde mode system, basically. It would save the world, and that's what you had yeah. initially at first. And then they mm-hmm. spun the free battle royale version out, and then that, like the first season, didn't take off, off, but the second TV season just kicked off like hard. I've been playing it lately again. By the way, it's still fun. I still enjoy it. Because yeah, I was actually when Fortnite was first sort of announced, I was actually keen for the actual game, and I was like, "Oh, this is a battle royale thing. Yeah, that's that's cool." But I actually quite enjoyed the, like, the idea world. of like tower defense shooter sort yeah. of thing. Fun. And then, what five eight years down the line, it's still still kicking. Still kicking. And now got Dragon Ball Z characters and Thanos dude. and fuck the Witcher, dude. I've got the Witcher. Yeah. I've got Kratos from God of War. I got John Wick. I got all these. Ridiculous characters, man. It is like, so, silly things, okay, fun things, epic things. Seeing yeah. Goku with a gun, man, was is like upsetting for me. It is. It is. It's like watching Geralt of Rivia run around with a freaking, you know, <laughs> with a freaking sniper rifle or something, <laughs> popping heads off. It's like, yeah, that's right. And then I'm gonna emote like, uh, the freaking which uh, American <laughs> edition. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, dude! Uh, that, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of. So I actually watched something on YouTube recently that got me so super excited. So I'm like a huge like Highlander fan. Let's just say Highlander one. Highlander, yeah, let's be clear. Highlander one. <laughs> yeah, let's the other be two. clear. Mm. Highlander yep. the series. Okay, cool. cool. But any, any anything else? No, no. There, there's there re well at least. There's a rumor, and I'm pretty sure it's right. true that Henry Cavill is going uh, to be part of the remake of the, the Highlander this. series. Yeah. And actually, I, I I heard something today that the actor, not the actor, pardon me, the director that's doing this has got like some John Wick vibes. So it's gonna be basically oh. like John Wick, and I'm like, I'm like please let let me have this now Let's go. and they want to spin it off and they even want to do like a remake of highlander the raven which i'm not going to say was that. the greatest but it was still like so better than two and three that. better than the movies two and three absolutely yeah oh, much more God. interesting yeah I so about um henry carroll about uh like warhammer as well was yeah that, yeah amazon warhammer dude. yep Amazon, but he's pretty. I just have to follow uh, Henry Cavill at this point. Eh? He's, yeah. he's gonna be my main actor. I follow, like whatever he's in, I'll just, I'll just watch it. Yeah, if he chooses yeah, to he, step away so from the good. Witcher, I mean, I'll watch Nola Holmes. Damn it, okay. <laughs> You're a fan. Yeah, he he's he's cool. He's he cool. does a good job. He does. He get he gets into his characters though, and he like, uh, you know, he doesn't get into him unless he like believes in the character either, which is kind of something I can appreciate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got a well, pretty so big handle on. Warhammer, so yeah. Might be directing the Warhammer. What? I knew he was executive producing, that's, but I didn't that's, know. If that's huge if that's the case. Yeah, he's like a pretty big, like he used to play World of Warcraft too, and like he's been to like The Witcher. He almost missed an audition playing World of Warcraft. The that's Superman the one, bro. Did you know it was the yeah. Superman one? Yeah, he almost like. Maybe freaking... he should have stayed home considering how they did him dirty. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. I, that's just crazy, dude. Um, I'm I'm realizing our time here, so I know we got to go shortly. But I think we're, I'm like looking at most of the caravan stuff. I just got through all the Q and A. Those were actually like those were the highlights. I want to hit on one other one before we get done, and it's sort of a funzy one. And then the regular Q and A, where the rest of it didn't really hit too much for me. 
Um, in the regular Q&A, there was a question on there about, where's that? It basically has to do with, will there be consideration for live streamers who are doing caravans so they don't get? And the answer is no. Good. Good. It's a game system. Live streamers don't get a pass on stuff. That's your 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 choice. You're streaming any game. It's you don't want to get jacked. Don't stream and do a caravan. I mean, it's very simple. I yeah. know. So make good choices. Uh, you know, you could do like me and potentially play some some things offline if you want to. Yeah, but it's also like the streams also have the benefit of having the Zerg mentality, where I can get all the people to come join them and help them, sort of thing. So it's like true. it's a, it's a it's a win-loss scenario. Like delay, yeah. they do this in Rust all the time. Rust does have a mechanic where, like, yeah, uh, they do like streamer mode where all the unique usernames on Steam are now just generic ones, so they can't really tell. Because what you can do is search up the username of some person in the chat, go onto Steam, find the uh, server, then join and just like troll them, like just follow them around. So that's why they sort of added that, which is okay in a way. Like you can still play the game without people stream sniping you. But in the same way, they also have a lot big cheater issue. So, like, if someone wants to try and get their rocks off and become like, oh, I was on a stream, so I'm going to go cheat and kill him a few times, make him rage quit. Like, so I sort of get that, but I'm hoping there's going to be a better anti-cheat engine in Ashes. Yeah. that That's the thing. They want to do that, so. Yeah, it's a trick to it, and then it's coming up with something something that's going to work. But that, my friends, is uh, going to be a conversation for another time. We got to wind this one down, I'm afraid. And the next one's going to be more focused on lore. We're going to kind of like see what we can manage to pull from that last uh, D&D campaign that they had. With that being said, though, gentlemen, do you want to shout out your domains where people can find you when you're not on the uh, podcast? Sure. You can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Ashen Herald. And I'm Marcel. And you can find me on twitch.tv forward slash Ahmed Cell. Friends, much love to y'all. Again, remember the next episode is going to be on the 24th of November. Uh, and we might be at the end of today's show. But in closing, i going to remind all of you, whether you catch us live, um, you don't have to be on this round table. You could be watching, listening, check it on YouTube, whatever the case may be. You're all Pathfinders. So much love to all of you, to Intrepid Studios. And until next week, live your, or two weeks from now, live your best lives, walk in the light. Have a great night, everybody. We're going to see you again real soon. Bye for now. Thank you, everybody. Adios.